The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey, Carolina fans, John Roca here. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. Gamefly puts video games where they belong in the hands of the gamers who love them. With your monthly subscription to Gamefly.com, you can pick your favorite games from over 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door. Don't waste your money buying this year's new game titles before you know if they're even worth it. With Gamefly, you have access to all the newest game releases and you can keep them to play for as long as you want. So that's one monthly fee, unlimited video game rentals of all the most popular titles from Madden to Call of Duty, and over 9,000 titles to choose from so you can find most of your favorites keep the games as long as you want no late fees no due dates and when you're tired of it just mail it back and they'll send you a new game of your choosing and they offer movie rentals now as well go to gamefly.com slash collider and start your free premium 30-day trial today the premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time you can only get this offer by visiting gamefly.com slash collider now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days Hey, Carolina friends, Venom is here, and we're going to here to talk about a spoiler review, spoiler review, got two guys from Heroes, got Dennis Zang, got me, we're going to talk this all down and break it down for you, tell you if you liked it, hated it, what we didn't uh, enjoy, what we did enjoy, and what, what we think the box office for this is going to be, and even the score of the movie, so we shall see as we start off here, welcome everybody to this spoiler-filled review of Venom, my name is John Roca, joined by our two co-hosts of Heroes, the lovely Amy Dallin, the great Koi Jandro, and also our man who handles MMA takedown. There's a lot of fight scenes in this movie, so we had to bring in Dennis Zeng as well, who's, a, who's a, you're a big Spider-Man fan, right? You yes, enjoy Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I followed Venom when he was started out uh, mm-hmm. in the Marvel comic book right. universe. Right, when he was in Secret Wars number eight, when he was yeah. first got the outfit and everything like that. So anyway, we're going to break it all down. If you have not seen the movie, stop now. Thank you for the click. Go see the movie, come back, <laughs> then continue, unpause, and continue from this point forward. First of all, I'm going to go around the table and ask everybody's point of like what their feelings overall mm-hmm. about the film, and then we'll get into what we liked and what we didn't like as we go through this. Of course, it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, written by Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, and a lumber of other writers, starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, Woody Harrelson at some point in the movie shows up. And uh, my man Dan from Veep, he's in there. So yeah. I, was, I was having a good Randomly. time seeing him show up. Uh, Amy <laughs> Dallin, uh, you, you are a massive comic book fan. Obviously, you love uh, Spider-Man Universe. Uh, you're wearing a Spider-Man shirt. It's pretty awesome. Uh, tell me what you, what's your overall thought about Venom. Oh, you don't want to start with me. Now I have uh, to start with you. Because <laughs> we only have one positive person on the panel. Well, um, Koi is here. Uh, it, so... My feelings on this movie are kind of complex because I actually, I, I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I can sort of defend it. Like, it's a very specific movie that's doing a very specific thing. Right. And if you are in the mood for that thing, you are going to enjoy it. But there are other levels on which it is less successful. Uh, and so, like, I can, I can say the things that I think work best about it and yeah. the things that I think work less well. But it's hard for me to sort of evaluate it as a piece of filmmaking, it's very strange. So it sounds to me like you're saying this is a unique film that certain people will f- enjoy the uniqueness of it, but you can imagine maybe more than half of the people going to see it probably will not. Uh, well, and it's sort of the test of, of, of with a lot of these movies of, uh, you know, does is it likely to make a fan out of someone who's not already into a thing? Mm-hmm. Is it the kind of movie that will, like, I can shout to anyone on the street, you're going to love this? And the truth is, I can't shout to anyone at the street that you're going to love this. 
on some level, I think that's okay. Not every movie has to be for every sure. person. Sure. Like, this one is striking a very particular mood. Uh, it's got some sort of, like classic monster movie vibes, mm-hmm. some sort of like universal horror vibes. It's got a sense of humor that I hope you will have heard about in advance. I think it helped that I had heard about the sense of humor in advance. Yeah. And honestly, that's the only thing that's really venom about it. Yeah. So I wouldn't have wanted it without that. Right. And some of the people in it are having a tremendous amount of fun. Yeah. Um, there's other stuff about the movie that like, you know, that doesn't necessarily work as well, but I don't think that was the point. So I don't know where that, like, when I'm trying to figure out how to put a number on this movie, I don't know how to do that. Oh, we'll figure that out by the end of the show. Amy Dale, we're going to need your number. So I'm, <laughs> I'm warning you now, like, uh, to get on it as we're talking about it. Uh, we'll go to Koi Jandro next. Koi, you, th- this follows the Lethal Protector storyline. You know this. Story. Obviously, it deviates very oh, strongly bit, yeah. from it. But you're a massive fan of the Spider-Man universe. You know this mythology of Venom very well. Mm-hmm. And you're the one person on the panel before we got on here who said quite, power- quite loudly that you enjoyed this bo- movie. You stood up twice during the screening <laughs> and clapped in front of press. I know you're new to this, Ko- Koi, still. We don't stand up in press screenings. So, uh, <laughs> so tell me what you en- what was your overall thoughts about the film, what you enjoyed about the film, and, and, and what have you it brought the it brought the sports arena fan out of me it definitely made me stand and cheer Mm -hmm. uh it was so much more fun than i expected this Mm -hmm. is a movie that was actually felt like from the 90s in a positive way for me a lot of people like ah it's from 95 i've heard multiple people say i really like that it was a movie i can just throw on and enjoy for me this was that that age of comic movies where they didn't have to world build they didn't have to take themselves seriously they weren't so focused on making sure everyone was happy for me i like that sony made this i really like that it was pg-13 this was a movie that was made for the age group that loves venom this is either for people that are grew up in venom like myself and like dennis or it's for kids that shop at hop topic like and i don't think that's a bad thing this is a character that is an alien ooze that's all black that is like super metal and all these things todd mcfarlane invented this character to be like hardcore spidey mm-hmm. in a way and this was that like it, it definitely felt lacking in the in the way they couldn't have spider-man but as far as the actual character of venom i felt like what this was was if you watch the trailers, that's a writer that wrote Venom in the way that everyone wanted him perceived, and that's why that's the ad. That is an advertisement for a movie that isn't necessarily the movie you get. Once I accepted this was a different set of writers, and this was a movie that was about the comedy of Venom, about the duality of Venom, it was a buddy cop with one man. Mm-hmm. It was a movie that established that the humor of Venom's always been strange. If you look at Lethal Protector, the stuff with him in the jury, like when yeah. he saves someone, he makes a joke and then laughs at it to himself, and then he talks to his other about how funny it was. Mm-hmm. Venom's deranged and weird. Tom Hardy nailed that. There's a moment in the movie where he's sitting in a a tank of lobsters and he just eats one because he's overheating. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is the movie. And as soon as I accepted that scene, that's when I stood up and cheered. I was like, I know what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And it was the moment of realization, like, this is where we are. I would have cut a lot of the first 20 minutes. I don't think you need the stuff with him like going after the Life Foundation because that's a different movie. I feel like that was the movie they advertised yeah. and all that stuff could have been the scene where Michelle Williams is breaking up with him and he's like, I had to do it and they could have had to montage. Like, right. The movie could have shaved the self-aware, self-serious stuff and then just been a comedy. This isn't a horror thriller sci-fi movie like advertised. It's a body horror comedy sci-fi and I love that it's so weird that it could only belong in the Sony-verse. Marvel would never take this chance. Marvel wouldn't... This doesn't fit in a Marvel Koi, movie. Koi, we got to slow you down for a second. <laughs> yeah, this is not one of your five-minute videos. We're going to get... Sorry, break sorry, it all down specifics. Those are your general thoughts. It. Those are... There we go. Okay, Dennis, let's get you... And then we'll get into specifics. Absolutely. Dennis, what was your overall thought of this? Like Koi said, having grown up with Venom... I think all of us grew up with Venom, yeah, but I mean, you specifically... I, yeah, I was a big fan of uh, Venom, especially when Todd McFarlane... Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but the writer Dave uh, Mich- 
Michelini. It looks like Michelini, yeah. yeah. That, um, started out with the character. I always has been been skeptical of how they're going to bring him in without Spider-Man because we know mm-hmm. that Venom is the guy, is the villain of Spider-Man that brought so much fear into Peter Parker and Mary Jane's life. And that's when they're in adulthood, when they're already married. And, stuff. and we have this young Tom Holland Spider-Man. Look, we don't know, you know, since it's a spoiler review, the, there was no indications of this movie being connected to the MCU. You made right. a real mess of the Daily Globe. In the yeah. Daily Globe. That was the only yeah. thing we got. And but, before we're all dust. Yeah. But it's but there's still no, like, direct, like, okay, this is mm-hmm. evidence that this is, you know, because there was no, Tom Holland did not appear in this movie. Oh, anything. and Jameson, like, of course. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. th- as far as this film is concerned, it's it's closer to what I imagine both visually and personality-wise Venom is compared to Spider-Man 3. <laughs> um, but that's not a high bar right. to, to, to get over. Uh, but, yes, I enjoyed the Tom Hardy uh, Venom parts and that him as that character. But everything else is just a complete waste. The whole life foundation, his relationship with uh, Michelle Williams, and just everything else is so artificial that I didn't really care about anything other than him. Yeah, and I think that's where I have to pick up for myself. That was my issue. Yes, I enjoyed the bromance of Hardy talking to himself because yeah, yeah. he voices the voice of Venom as well. That's a fun back and forth that they have when it finally sinks in, but it takes an hour and 45 minutes for that to finally happen into the movie, the hour and 40 minutes, and you don't know why. You don't know what Venom's reasons are for connecting with Eddie because he says at the end, I'm saving this planet because I like you. And you don't know why. Oh, what is it about voice. Eddie? What is it about Eddie that he supremely likes? Is it just because they're both losers? There has to be more to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought was missing from the film. Yes, the bromance was great, but everything around it had no weight. No, no, we didn't have time to world build, connect. Wait, you tell me this incredibly successful lawyer is dating this loser reporter? That's not, it's just, like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense overall. And I get why they did it. They really wasted Michelle Williams' character, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. She is now, in 2018, you should not be doing this with female characters. Yes, does she get to be involved? Does she turn the thing up? Yes, but she's essentially an attachment to Hardy. And it's not, there's no fleshing out of this person. And that frustrates the shit out of me. Eddie's not, are you going to tell me San Francisco's going to have a New York guy leading news stuff? No, with a New York accent. You know, when they find, you know, dead people in the landfill. That's not going to work. That's not going to work in San Francisco. I've lived, I know San Francisco, it's not going to work. It's really hard to believe that the leading investigative journalist already talks kind of like a junkie at the beginning of the movie. That's the thing. Well, his interview with Riz Ahmed. Uh, Carlton yeah. Drake. That is not a professional. It was, not, all, not you know, you, you, it was a hippie. He's a bad journalist. Yeah, he's a bad journalist. Him and Amy Adams went to the same school of journalism. <laughs> if you watch Sharp Objects and Lois Lightly, it just was terrible. And the thing is, you were supposed to feel sympathy for him, but he keeps messing up the whole film. It's all his fault. And when Michelle Williams finally calls him out, it's truthful. Everything yeah. is what you did to yourself. So I can't find sympathy for him or with Venom uh, in, because Venom also kills, randomly does the things that he does, and eventually it hones itself. Riz Ahmed, I get what he's doing, but we've seen the mustache twirling, one-dimensional guy talking about being God. We've seen that in numerous films. That's the thing that's missing quite. That's my frustration with the film. Is like I thought... There could have been so much more here, and you see the cuts through the movie. It's so frustrating. This is definitely an R-rated film yeah. that could have been two hours and might have been even more enjoyable and might have fleshed out storylines more. Uh, Amy, you want to jump I in? I will say that this movie convinced me that I would watch Riz Ahmed read the phone book because we oh, kind yeah. of did, and it was mesmerizing. Yeah. Even as I was like, yep, okay, you think you're God? Mm, this, this whole Isaac speech, like, this should not be working, but you are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so th- that was fun to watch on sort of 
of a like, I know exactly what movie I'm watching during this scene level. But like you said, there's no reason they couldn't have tried to do both. Yeah. Tried to have the wacky comedy and build like. So it happens in throwing, all the Marvel movies. They have wacky comedy and character building. People are throwing around comparisons, uh, and I don't know how they mean them, but like people are throwing around comparisons to Little Shop of Horrors. And weirdly... <laughs> I could see that. Uh, weirdly, I think that actually does point up something. Uh, there are a lot of commonalities there. An alien descends, mm. gets you to sort of start mm. feeding it because of its hunger. But like... The things that they're kind of trying to do in this movie about class... And the songs. About, and like, the songs. The songs are great in Venom. Here's the thing. <laughs> the musical songs are great in Venom. But if you're going to do it, you have to go all the way. Right. And that's what Little Shop gets right. Yeah. Little Shop has something to say about class, about the urban environment, about the people who get picked on and left out, about the descent into villainy. It's a weird, goofy musical, but it does all those things, and it does them to the hilt because it knows it's doing that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Everything about the movie supports the idea that at its core. Yeah. And what you want in Venom is for everything about the movie to support the idea that's at its core. Mm-hmm. So if it really is about losers, if it really is about looking out for the underdog, I want that to live up to mm-hmm. its promise. Now, that said, like, as an October movie that you could bring a date to and, like, watch an action movie about an alien parasite where, like, in some scenes, they're, they've solved the visual presentation. In some scenes, I feel like he's an unsolved problem, putting mm-hmm. Venom on film. Yeah. But, like, I... I I'm mixed feelings again because they, it doesn't fully go in that direction, uh, but it's still a lot of it is pretty entertaining and everyone seems to be having a good time. Yeah, Corey, this is an interesting point she brings up about this idea of what is the message of the film. As I referenced with you earlier, Lethal Protector storyline, mm-hmm. that's him discovering all these people who are living in this other section of the city who discover what's going on behind the scenes. He obviously falls through time, but there's, there's comments about what is happening in that society. Do you feel Venom got that? Do you feel like, do, or do you feel that was kind of like a mismatch of messages? It was definitely a mismatch of messages. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the script came from like Spider-Man 3 era Venom. I definitely feel like you know some of this yeah, 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 came yeah. from like and I and I feel like the Sony's just been tossing around scripts and this is a, an amalgamation of a lot of things. I mean, there's four and, credited screenwriters I mean, right, on right. this. Thing. I feel like this yeah. is a lot of movies that became this one. But the way the, you mentioned October, and I really like that point. For me, I went into this not expecting when I see a Marvel movie, I would have expected Todd McFarlane's Venom or something in a mainstream continuity. Mm-hmm. What this movie felt like to me was a Lethal Protector five issue miniseries or a Planet of the Symbiotes or something where it's an, an artist and a writer you don't know and you're like. I'll try that. This whole movie I went into with the expectation of this isn't going to be great. It's a side thing. It's an experiment. It's the starting of the new universe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I pick up a new comic. So it having a bunch of uh, messages that didn't land, but a few that did worked for me because my bar was so low. And this is a movie movie where I wouldn't put on Infinity War in the background because Mm -hmm. that movie will make me go like, okay. But I can throw this on with a couple beers and be like, remember that scene? And that's what I really liked is okay. this reminded me of the 80s and 90s when a movie didn't have to be a film. Mm-hmm. So all these problems you guys have which are totally founded. Mm-hmm. Like, I will not say this deserves any more credit than it does. <laughs> I will not say any of those things as a film. But yeah, right. as a movie, I had a great time and it was the fun I wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. seeing Tom Hardy play Venom is a life goal and he did it and he had fun. So the whole time it was just a ride for me. And that's what movies can be. They don't always have to land the way they answer all the questions. I hate, makes me a bad critic, but I sometimes just want to have fun. I did. Yeah. And that's fair. You sometimes, look, I'm wearing a Transformers. I just want to have fun. <laughs> sometimes I just want to have fun. I get that. Um, but Dennis, you hear this, what, what Coy said is it makes a lot of inter- good, interesting points for his point of view. Do you also think Tom Hardy did a nice job in this role as Eddie Brock? In, and then, yeah, as I mean, that, as well? that was my favorite part of it. Yeah. What was Tom Hardy and how much he invested into the role and he, came across the problem was you have someone like Michelle Williams who is a fantastic actress. I mean, we saw that in Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
she she phoned it in this one. I mean, look, she's a great actress, and she it's not her fault. She, she, she was sells some really unbelievable lines. She in really yeah, she, but I mean, yeah. she wasn't given anything, right? Yeah, her right. her character was nothing. You know, it's Sorry, like oh, you're a lawyer. You know, uh, Jenny Slate, you're the scientist. Right, Jenny Slate's uh, another one. Riz Ahmed, you're the billionaire. Yeah. You know, like none of those characters are fleshed out. None of them were believable. Right. I didn't believe a single one. Uh, her 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 boyfriend, uh, the, the guy doctor. from Veep. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Reed. Yeah, uh, I forgot his name, but right. from be playing the doctor, like Reed all Scott. the yeah, the, these characters were all two dimensional, mm-hmm. superficial, and they were just there to serve to push Tom Hardy's character Eddie Brock through the movie. But yeah. it was all kind of pointless. Life Foundation was pointless. Everything yeah. like getting all those different. Ve- I, all the different uh, symbiotes, you know, characters. Just so it had the Marvel problem uh, where Venom just fights a bigger version of himself at the very end. Yeah. So that was another thing. Where sure it was, you know, kind of cool to watch, but you know, at some points it's nighttime. Venom's um, his character his suit is black, and then mm-hmm. I think the other guy, uh, uh, Riot, yeah, was right. like off black or something yeah. like that and at nighttime I'm like really like <laughs> you know I, I know they're saving it you know we will talk about the the the, the post credit scene maybe they're saving the color for a different you know uh, right. villain but i don't know i just there was enjoyable moments especially the comedy and stuff with tom hardy uh and venom uh eddie brock and venom and but Everything outside, I just, I just couldn't yeah. buy. I think that's what my problem was, too. And, Koya, I'll get your thoughts on this. But that was my problem with the film is that I, I went in, th- you know, it starts off in a certain way. The beginning, the space, the thing crashing. You know, we see Riz Ahmed being frustrated, wanting to get his samples, gets his samples. Then we see Eddie, and Eddie's doing the things he's doing. And we, be, we see this relationship to the weird pillow scene is weird. Like, <laughs> all of it seems off. Like, the whole film seems off until they finally come together and like have an understanding with each other right mm-hmm. after he you know does what he does escapes swims through the water and comes out and they have that conversation that's when the film finally for me kicks in in their connection and then i enjoy it at least the protector storyline starts with that already established yeah. so th- i think that's where in a way they were uh, they were kind of behind the eight ball trying to make this work from the beginning there were two different films or three different films really going on here there was a comedy going on here there was a romance going on here and then there was this life foundation really dramatic thing and you're right do, that was silly. That was silly. Do we <laughs> do we really believe Riz Ahmed, who is one of the most richest, most intelligent men that that's how they presented him, is not going to go like, no, I don't want Eddie Brock to be interviewing me. I know the kind of jerk he is. You don't think he has people to tell him that he that this is the wrong guy to send? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, or that we, when he goes and breaks in with uh, with Jenny Slate's character, yeah. into the, there's no cameras. Yeah, like, that was like, the thing. Like, there's like, no who security cameras. Who did it? Right? Or, or, the, or even the, just her card, her key card yeah. would, would log her name oh right. she came in at this time <laughs> right they were like oh my god who did who did this and, i was like and the scene when the two cars are coming like when he's running through the woods the two cars are literally looking at him as they're coming and all of a sudden he's up the tree and they're like where'd he go, where'd he go? <laughs> i didn't see him jump did you see him jump i didn't see him jump we're henchmen hey clatter fans john roca here if you like my show you are going to love rob has a podcast on podcast one rob's sister nino is kicking off the new season of survivor check out the biggest survivor podcast on the web with the king of reality tv check out rob has a podcast every week on podcast one or wherever you get your favorite podcasts 
And, and I was just like, no. They're, they're, and it felt like a 90s film. In the, in, and I have to unfortunately contradict or have a different opinion than Coy. It felt like a 90s film in all the wrong ways. It felt like, a 90, it felt like Spawn in all the wrong ways again. And I thought that was what was unfortunate about it. But in a different way, Spawn didn't feel cut to pieces. This feels cut to pieces. The fact that Fleischer came out and said there's a director's cut already on the way. The fact that Hardy came out and said there, there was like 20 or 30 minutes of this that I really enjoyed doing that they cut and then try to walk it back. That tells you that they had another vision for this film and maybe a better vision for this rated film. Rated R version. Yeah, rated R. And maybe Sony got scared or maybe the MCU stuff. I don't know. What do you... What, oh, sorry. Do, do you feel like the tone they landed on is better suited PG-13? Though? The yeah. comedy really seems... Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. glad 15-year-olds get to see this. Absolutely. And, and also, to both your points, I feel like now that it's gotten that scene where he gets out of the water, yeah. I feel like the second and third movie can live. I feel like this is a movie that sets up a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. And for me, you mentioned Henchman, you mentioned all these side things, you mentioned how thin all these other characters are. When I meet, read a miniseries, if you go to any Marvel wiki, there's those 18 characters you meet in one issue and you're like, oh yeah, that guy. And they're, they're never used again. Right. For me, I went into this movie expecting a miniseries type film. So all of these one-dimensional or maybe two-dimensional characters mm-hmm. kind of worked for me because I'm only doing that to serve the Venom line. And I mm-hmm. get we're in 2018, so we should have much better writing at this well, point. Well, it's not even I the- like that we got a Venom that feels... Venom feels good. Mm-hmm. So now I can see Venom in other things, and the PG-13 allows for Spider-Man a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And if you'll notice in the movie, he never uses any spider powers. Right. So he can still meet Spider-Man, the symbiote can leave him, Eddie can then feel betrayed, the symbiote can then feel betrayed when he's get back, and mm-hmm. then the Venom that we love can exist by way of Spider-Man in the future because of this world they built. And but- I appreciate but how can you explain him looking like Spider-Man? Because he doesn't have the white spider yet. The eyes can change to get more Spider-Man <laughs> like, I have a dream <laughs> <laughs> where I will not until they cancel the series that Spider-Man will be involved. See, see me, I watched some television that had footage of Spider-Man <laughs> and then uh, oh, decided yeah. to copy, copy him. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what happened in some deleted scene that we'll never ever see, <laughs> right? Yeah. Definitely it, it, prep yourself for this to just be some sci-fi film with a monster in it. Like, if you, if you love Venom's personality, you're mm-hmm. going to get some of that eventually but like but yeah don't go in because you're a spidey fan yeah like on That's this fair. one yeah. yeah there's no tom holland in this it's, you all know this already as a spoiler alert. there's no tom holland no spider-man no reference to spider-man there's a daily globe reference but that's about it yeah a jameson uh, uh, oh the, then the jameson right 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 so where does that go we'll find out. did you like the changes and, and amy you can speak to this if you like did you like the changes to the riot because riot is originally the security guard that becomes riot to to give the riot to the main dude of the place seems like you're defeating the purpose of Riot with, or the symbiotes, which all of them seem to be elevating the people they get, uh, they come into contact with. Uh, adding a symbiote to somebody who's already a CEO of a large corporation, is already evil, making all this kind of money, it seems to defeat the purpose of the symbiote, which is to, bring, which is to make the, the host feel more powerful. Therefore, that's why it wants him in there. I love that you were hoping that there was thematic meaning to <laughs> Like, that's great. Uh... I wasn't, I think by the time that happened, I was already in watching this movie mode. And I was just like, yep, that's the thing that happens next. Uh, You saw the beats coming. Yeah, and then they had the whole, like, they were trying to have, uh, trying to make some sort of statement with the the rich uh, taking the poor and the homeless and experimenting on them. Which, and satisfying moment when he finds his friend in the thing for me, because previously all of his stupid decisions only hurt the people around him, and for once his stupid decision had, like, a really good reason behind it. He was trying to save her, which then ultimately just, you know. Do you think that, okay, do you think Riz Ahmed killed that doctor's family later? Which doctor? Oh, the the one he threatened? Dr. Oh, yeah, Jenny Slate's family? Yes. Yes. I think he had them killed. Uh, Yes. He's Make the guy. next movies about them. 
Make make the vengeance <laughs> movies of the Doc's family. And that's another thing. You introduce Jenny Slate. This is a doctor. You have her following Eddie Brock. How does she yeah. know Eddie Brock? How does she find him in this convenience? Why does she have to follow him? Yeah, why does she have to follow him? Why does she just call him? Or go <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. Why are you following this guy? Does he have a Twitter account? Yeah, are well, his DMs open? He certainly has a boss in a high up building. <laughs> And a, and a hardcore cholo being the security guard. I love that. That was a nice little, those were nice little touches throughout. And that's, what, again, I, I come back to it over and over again. I like the touches. Unfortunately, everything around it just didn't support it. And it was frustrating. Like this scene behind us, like that dude, what's the connection here? He's, he's muscle for who? Who is he a, a muscle for? Who is he a henchman for? Does he have some kid who's an orphan now? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, he maybe has five page, kids. He's got a one-page wiki in Web of Spider-Man yeah, 97. No. That's the thing is these characters yeah. in comics, that's canon. In yeah. comics, you don't have to have as much backstory. So for me, I, I don't I disagree didn't expect with you there. it. As a film, yeah. it didn't just succeed. Okay. As a comic movie, not a comic film, right. I think it succeeded in ways that we would have loved 10 years ago. But now we're so inundated with comic films that our bar is so high. Yeah, we're asking and, for more. And I should. Mm-hmm. And I and I once again, this is, makes me a bad movie critic, but a happy comic fan. <laughs> I, as a movie critic, did not enjoy the experience. As a comic fan, I was clap happy. So okay. it's just, it's a different, like, it depends on which goggles you wear going yeah. into it. Oh, what Can I shout out yeah. the music? Oh, yeah, the music's I liked fantastic. the music a lot. The music knew it was a monster movie, and the music was having mm-hmm. a good time. Um, and that really, like, I, I am easily manipulated by movie soundtracks. So when the movie soundtrack's like, we're in the woods and it's spooky, I'm like, yep, cool. <laughs> I'm on board. But, yeah, I agree with you. The, movie was, uh, the music was great. Uh, but we get at this ending. We, let's talk about this ending real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you like, well, first, did you like the visual, the special effects of Venom? Like, you had some issues with it, Amy. Is that what you were saying? Like, it doesn't haunt? I, I, like, there are some moments where it works, and a I lot of moments like where it doesn't. I feel like he's an unsolved problem. Like, looking okay. at that, he looks like he's made out of plastic, and that is uh-huh. weird. Because it doesn't... But I don't know how I would fix it. And there yeah. were movements where, it, like, in motion, he looks venomy. In In changing things, it's cartoony, but, like... I, I don't know exactly what the right fix for a Venom moving around in the world who feels like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Venom. Because I didn't quite get to that point. I did enjoy, like, uh, call it, comparing it to Universal Horror Monster mm-hmm. movies, I did feel like this is this movie's Venom. Like, watching him run around, it worked on its own level, but I do think there's still room for somebody to, like, super nail this someday. I feel like this is a Venom from an artist that isn't Tobin Farlane or isn't one of these others. I feel like mm. it's amorphous for a reason. Mm. And once again, in my total lemonade, uh, I am thinking that later, if he meets Spider-Man, then he'll be more congealed, even more solid, more definitive, mm. and they can allow for that. This amorphous Venom that changes changes him to scope, he's also new to the planet, so he's adapting. Mm. And I like the idea that his fluidity worked for the character, and as we get more Venom movies or as we see him next, he might have a more definitive shape. Once again, this is just optimism. But I like <laughs> that he always seemed to be, like, when the comics draw, Venom, sometimes he's enormous, sometimes he's small. Yeah. Sometimes he looks matte, sometimes he looks liquid. Well, even in this, and when you saw Michelle Williams become Venom, it was a completely different shape. Exactly, and I like that the movie <laughs> She wasn't, like, overtly that. large. Like, right. she, was she was actually, like, yeah. Yeah, and, and totally looked like Anne Wang yeah. as Venom in the comics. So, yes. I like that it led, uh, it definitely, the guys read the comics that made this character, mm-hmm. but they read the comics that weren't Top McFarlane. They, they definitely went with the more extreme visuals, because mm-hmm. it feels like a monster movie, and it really worked for me because of what I wanted out of it. Okay. Yeah, I think the CG was hit and miss. At some points okay. it looked good, and some points it it was very like, okay, we're watching almost like a video game. Right. So I, I I definitely think if they the, the problem with a, a character like Venom and a character like the Hulk is like once that character is on screen, it's like then you have to spend all that money on the CG, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, for the whole entire time. And there's the reason why. You know, Venom doesn't come into this movie until how, how far into yeah, it, yeah. you know? It, it really is almost an hour into the movie yeah. before they have the merge, which is really... I was so surprised. Oh, I, I actually didn't have a problem you with it. Okay. Well, it, 
Because I he, said to he, Snyder, I was like, it's been an hour. Yeah, yeah it's fine if they had a better storyline to build a up fair to point, it. Fair it, point. it. That's not my issue with right. it. My issue with it was the storyline I didn't care about. Okay. So Let's talk about this ending here. Yeah. Uh, the, the sim, uh, Venom does not die. Uh, and... Now he's gonna. But then they have a scene with Michelle Williams, and it, it's such I'm a sorry weird. Sorry about Venom. I don't know. That's why Give her another Oscar. Oscar. That's why they got an Oscar winner because she had to say, "I'm sorry about Venom," yeah, and mean it. It was so. Yeah, respect to Michelle who did the best <laughs> what she could with that material. Like that's a good actress right there. It makes it work. But then you have Venom going. She doesn't even know we're gonna take her back, and you're just like, "Wait, what?" Like you're now you have two different things inside your head trying to tell you to manipulate a woman back into your life in 2018. We're still doing that it just was weird on so many levels for me seeing that and then that ending with carnage uh woody was pitched to be in this movie <laughs> and when they do that and they show him in the post credit scene you're just like what the f man because they're already setting up for the sequel yeah i guess but the weird hair is almost mr glass hair he has and he's like, like writing tops wig on yeah he does. that's what it looked it looked so weird it didn't look menacing at all and i was like wait this is gonna be the sequel i'm not all that excited <laughs> so I, I don't know what did you guys think about this did you like that ending? did you like the 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 post credit scene uh, well, first of all, thank you for being mad about bad tropes with women in movies. It's funny because like just... they they shaved off a lot of the worst edges of this, and they yeah. didn't manage to like add substance to her part. But like it was funny because you know they they were clearly working from the classic like just have him stalk her in Act Two playbook. Yeah, but they kept trying to sort of like veer you know just this side of, of creeping us out in 2018, um, and and it it's just hilarious because you can only fix that if you give people real stories. Um, right. But uh, the the carnage ending, like I was on board. You were okay. I, like Respect. I mean, I once it was clear that he was sort of not in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like the the wig is goofy, but like Cletus Cassidy's such a weird, over the top, true crazy pants character um, that like for whatever reason Eddie Brock has this exclusive interview and. Much as I don't want to see an entire Spider-Verse without Spidey, within the world of this movie, it made sense. It felt consistent. He okay. was like Woody Harrelson. It can be very scary. Yes. Um, and I will take the goofy wig. And Woody was in Zombieland, so Ruben has worked with him before. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'll come back to Coyle. Uh, Dennis, what do you think about this? Uh, uh, I think it was fine. Yep. I mean, I, I like the setup for uh, Carnage. Uh, Woody Harrelson, I think, is a good fit for Yeah, the wig was a little silly. Um, but, yeah... I just worry because we already talked about Venom kind of being watered down mm-hmm. and being PG-30 and it looked like it wanted to be an R movie. When you add Carnage to that mix, that's even makes it even because yeah. he, he's supposed to be a you know a psychopath and, and he's supposed to be killing people in really you know vile and disgusting ways. And you know if you're going to do like a pan away from that in the next movie, it's mm-hmm. like you're not going to get that impression across because yeah. you're already doing that with Venom, right. who's supposed to be the the antihero, and you're going to do that with the villains. I don't know. That's that's my tough part. Is it was fine for this movie. I'm worried about the next one. Coy, that's totally fair. Carnage, I think, is R, uh, and I think mm-hmm. his style of humor as well right? as his visuals are R. There's no part yeah. of Carnage that isn't R. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, like, I literally him writing in blood. I was like, you're allowed to have blood in a PG. Oh, I guess because it's his finger. But yeah. I, I even acknowledged. I'm like, there's blood on the screen because that's not usually a thing. Yeah. So I think that the ending really worked for the story. I'm glad they kept the canon Carnage origin that 
it's not him breaking out of prison, but I like that he's in a prison and they can at least have the elbow or like the piece of the symbiote leave behind mm-hmm. and like attach. I think all that works, especially since we've seen in this movie it attaching itself to new hosts because he sees them as stronger. Mm-hmm. So if he's like reproducing and has a kid and that's Carnage and it, and you know, like only this movie and its style of humor could have the actual name drop be the last line of the movie. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when he's like, it's going to be yeah. Carnage. Carnage. <laughs> Look at camera, I was like, you know, 1997 even, sci-fi, this works for me. And I, even like, at that point, I still didn't see that coming. I was just like, oh, oh, no new information. Yeah, so <laughs> the beat of this film, it's just the, okay. Yeah. But it did that, like, 90s thing where he's on the motorcycle talking to Venom, and it's yeah. setting up the next movie. And I uh, maybe it's because I love the 80s and 90s, but I really like that it's like, and the next adventure, here's a tease. And it really worked for me because of the movie I just experienced. So I love yeah. the ending. It's like the old Incredible Hulk series where he's yeah. walking into the next situation he's going to find himself in. So, yeah, all right, well, that's, we've reached the end of this uh, spoiler review. Let's give our point totals. Amy, you've run out of time now. You're going to have to give <laughs> us a score here for the movie. Do you have something? Do you have a number in your head? It depends if this is the movie you're in the mood for, man. Uh, overall, what are you? <laughs> it's like a like a seven. Wow, seven. Okay, fair it's enough. A, a mix between the things it does well and the things it just does not bother to do. Okay. I don't know. Coy, in a post Avengers world. 6.7 in my world in that mode and the number I'm going to stick with my definitive number of fun <laughs> 8.3 boom 8.3 I like that <laughs> I'm going to give it a 5.3 it's just the the stuff with uh, Eddie Brock and, and Venom were, was good and entertaining but everything else was lacking severely yeah I gotta go I gotta go 5 everything with Eddie and Brock is the 5 and then I wanted so much more and it, those last 5 points just were not there in any way shape or form and it was unfortunate for me because even bad movies that have show some kind of ingenuity or effort i will go back and see and give a little more love to but this it didn't feel i felt like it felt on so it failed on so many levels that for me once you take away that eddie brock relationship with venom you have a t- even worse movie and that's not a good thing so i give it five points but i can't give it any more than that so uh, all right well that's our thoughts on uh, venom our spoiler filled thoughts on venom let us know what you think in the comments section below did you like the movie? Did you think there should have been more to it? Uh, did you want to see other things going on in with the characters? Did you want to see Spider-Man? Did you want to see Tom Holland? Did you want to have that reference uh, before we're dust, be an MCU Thanos reference? Let us know in the comments section below. Remember to like and share this video on your social media. Subscribe to Collider for more reviews, both spoiler and non-spoiler, just like this. And if you want to listen to the non-spoiler review, we have that up as well. Perry Nemiroff handled that side of things. And there's be more spoiler, more rather Venom content coming from Collider, so stay tuned for that as well. Uh, I want to thank Dennis Zhang, uh, uh, Koi Jandrew, and Amy Dallin for taking the time to stop by and have fun with us here talking about the movie. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we will talk to you very soon here on Collider Video.